0: Do you sometimes feel like you're floundering in your business or personal life? That you don't quite know where you're going? Trust your heart. Trust the spirit. Live a spirit-led life. Create a spirit-led business. That's the title of a practical guide by Marnie Pearson Coons, a Christian mom of six based on her 30 years of in-home experience. These podcasts from Marnie will give you insight into trusting your heart, trusting the spirit to give you direction not only in your business, but in your entire life. Check out Marnie's Spirit-Led Life podcast, book, and free masterclass at TrustYourHeartSeries.com.
1: Welcome back to the Spirit-Led Life podcast. We've been talking about the spirit, how to get more in tune with it, what it sounds like, and how to minimize the distractions that can keep you from hearing that still small voice. Today I want to talk about something else that gets in the way of our ability to hear the spirit and act on it. And that is ourselves. Now, when I say it's ourselves, it's not that there's anything wrong with you. I believe you're created perfect. God created you the way that he wanted you to be, and everything is for a reason. You're perfectly created by a divine creator. The challenge is most of us are not living how God created us to be. We have morphed into something else. We've had upbringing that has changed us. We've had job experiences, life circumstances, relationships, traumas, all kinds of things throughout the course of our lives that draw us away from that core being that God created us to be when he sent us here as a little baby in our mother's womb. I'll give you a little bit of my background and my story as a young mother to give you an example of this. I talked about in the first episode how I got started in my business to stay home with my kids. The challenge was that with the stress to make money, to make ends meet, to provide for the family, I quickly became a workaholic because I just felt like, okay, I'm not making enough money here. I got to work harder. I got to get more done. I got to work more hours. And my family, frankly, took a back seat to my work because I was under the stress of providing for my family. So I thought I was putting my family first. I'm trying to provide for them, keep a roof over their heads, make sure they have clothes and food and all the things they need. And to do that, I've got to work my butt off. I ended up taking on work that I could do, but I really didn't enjoy. I got into doing some really tedious programming work. I'm good at that, but it also is not my sweet spot. The first clue to this was in the early 90s when a coach asked me to take the DISC personality test. It gives you two scores. One, who you're created to be, who you naturally would want to be, and the other one is your adapted score, what you've adapted to be. On this test, there's the C in the test is this critical thinking, detail-oriented aspect of your personality. That aspect of my personality is normally really low. I'm not a high consistency person. I don't like details and yet I had adapted till this score was way almost at the top of the chart. It had gone way up. So I took my score to a good friend of mine and she had a contact, a professional who knew all about the DIST test, And this gentleman looked at it and said, this is a woman who would be happiest, inspiring people, supporting people, making a difference in the world. But she's adapted to make money. So she's doing computer work because that's where the money is. But that's not her sweet spot. That's her lowest area in her natural abilities, this tech work. And so when I heard this, I thought, oh man, I really would rather be inspiring people. I really would be happier interacting with people and helping them achieve their dreams and all this other stuff. But I'm stuck here programming. I decided at that point that I wanted to eventually get to where I was doing what I really, really loved and enjoyed. And over time, it didn't happen overnight, I gradually started integrating this aspect of myself that I really enjoyed into who I was and into my work. So this was mid 90s maybe when I did this and by 2000 I had started an inspirational website which writing articles that inspire people. This led me to meeting some really cool mentors and I got more into self-help and mindset and energy work and different things like that where I can help people work through The junk inside their heads, the things that keep them blocked. I enjoy inspiring people. This podcast is an outgrowth of that journey. But here's the thing: when I was back in that workaholic mom stage of things, doing tedious work, I would get headaches. I would be irritable. I'd be more snippy with my kids or my husband or anyone like that. I just didn't have the patience that I do now. I have six children. The first three were. Predominantly raised during this period when I was a workaholic mom. They had a completely different mother than the second three. I have girl, boy, boy, girl, boy, boy, and I always say, God gave me a do over because the second three got a much calmer mom and it shows up in their ability to navigate life. They are less stressed, less anxious, less prone to beat themselves up over needless things. They have positive thoughts in their mind about themselves. And that difference is so night and day to me. And it's because of who I was as a mother and what I brought. Me not being myself made them not be themselves. And when I was myself, it gave them permission to be themselves. As a mother, not trying to be someone you're not is so important. Not only for yourself and your own happiness, but also for your children we all have our journey. We're all learning this lesson of how to really be ourselves instead of trying to be someone we're not. Uh, My mother was very authoritative and she was brilliant at it. She could stay calm. She never lost her temper, but you did what she told you to do. You knew to do that, you know, and we were well behaved. Well, my kids were well behaved too, but I was trying to be my mother while I did that, and that just made me irritable. Because I didn't want to be this authoritative person. I didn't want to have to be consistent all the time. It's not in my nature to just do things very routinely and consistently. Although I have adapted to be able to do that, I have developed strengths over my lifetime, and I think it's good to develop strengths that you didn't have before. But I think we need to know our nature and work within it. I. By nature, I'm a laid-back person who picks my battles and doesn't get really stressed out a lot. But I was not living that way when I was working myself sick all the time. And speaking of working myself sick, I would do things like work, 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 and then if I ever took a break, then I would get sick. And I wasn't taking care of myself. I wasn't doing the day-to-day things I needed to do, like eat right or go to the gym because I didn't have time for that. Well, I met a coach in 2000 who got me putting self care on my to do list. And I'm a very much of a to do list kind of girl. Being able to check off that, yeah, I took time for myself today. That retrained me. It retrained me to let go of the guilt around self care. It trained me to start to see that it held value, not only for me, but for my family, because if mama ain't happy, nobody's happy, right? I talk about all this in my Being Yourself chapter of Trust Your Heart Spirit Led Business. In that chapter, I talk about numbing yourself, how we can numb ourselves to who we really are and numb ourselves to joy and numb ourselves to pleasure and happiness. And a lot of the good emotions, we get so rat on a wheel trying to get things done that we numb our sensitivities and we start to ignore things like what our body is telling us or what our spirit is telling us or what God's spirit is telling us. When you get to the point where you've numbed your sensitivities just to survive and keep going, you're not as in tune to the spirit of God either. So it's important to get back to you. Get back to who you really are. If that means taking a personality test. I really like the Myers-Briggs. But that disc one that shows you who you are are naturally and who you've adapted to be could be quite helpful for you if you feel like you're not living in your zone. A sure sign that you're not living true to who you really are is if you're snippy, irritable, impatient. If you don't enjoy the work you're doing or maybe you do enjoy it but it leaves you feeling stressed. It may be a secondary skill or a secondary sweet spot for you but it's not your primary one and so it can be draining. When you're doing what you really love, it rejuvenates you. So that's a kind of a clue. In the book, I ask you some questions in the Your Turn section. I'm going to give you those here. Is there any area of your life in which you are not allowing yourself to feel? Are you stuffing down the pain? Are you allowing yourself to experience happiness and joy? Are you experiencing bliss moments regularly or are you going through the motions? What action will you take to open yourself to a full range of emotions and allow yourself to feel? Are you owning other people's stuff? How will you acknowledge that and release it? Ask yourself these questions and then I'm going to give you an assignment that I think you'll really enjoy. I call these bliss breaks. Bliss breaks are where you go and for 10 to 15 minutes you take a break and do something that really rejuvenates you. Something that is in your sweet spot. And you can make it longer than 15 minutes, but I like to take 10 or 15 minutes of these and sprinkle them through the day. Especially if I'm having to do work that's not really thing I really like or something that's straining on me. What I do is I create a list of bliss breaks options and my bliss break options include taking a walk outside with my husband, digging around in my garden, going out and smelling the flowers, putting my hands in the lavender and the rosemary and smelling it or the mint, making myself a lovely salad from the garden. I even enjoy taking an ordinary lunch break and using my creativity to make a plate of food that's just pretty see how healthy I can make that plate of food and how pretty I can make it at the same time. That just brings joy to my life and it doesn't take that long. That's just my little, you know, my little lunch break that I take. So how can you bring joy and creativity and self-expression into your life? When we talk about creativity a lot of people think, well I'm not creative, I'm not artistic, I'm not musical, I'm not a writer. I don't know how to design things or build things, whatever. But you do have creativity. You are a child of the creator. So think of it as self-expression. How can you express yourself? Maybe it's going and cranking up some music and singing along with it and dancing in your living room. Sometimes I fire up the karaoke machine when I'm home alone and I just start singing into it and enjoy it and have fun. So this is your assignment. Make a list of things that bring you joy. Could be hopping on the piano and playing it, going for a walk, gardening, whatever, karaoke machine, whatever that you wanna do. Write all that list down and then through the day, set you a timer for a bliss break. Pick something off the list. What are you in the mood to do? Go do it. And that will lift you up. It'll rejuvenate you. It will connect you to your joy connect you to your happy space and life is going to get a lot better for you. The more you start to experience your bliss, the more overarchingly you will start to follow your bliss. And when you follow your bliss, as Joseph Campbell says, doors start to open. All of the universe opens up to you and starts to orchestrate things in your behalf. Doors open that never opened before because now you're following your bliss. And the spirit is going to be closer to you, more on your side, as you follow your bliss and what you're created to do. It wants to help you fulfill your life purpose. I hope you found these ideas helpful, and have a wonderful day.
0: Check out Marnie's Spirit-Led Life podcast, book, and free masterclass at TrustYourHeartSeries.com.